Welcome back to the 98 Series Podcast, everybody. Welcome back. Welcome back. Another week. This is Jack Turner. And I am Zachary Lane. There you go. Um, lots. I mean, lots going on in the music world. I don't know. Video world's always kind of boring every week. If we do this <laughs> weekly, the video world's, world is always boring, I feel we like. We have Black Panther coming out. Oh my gosh! Soon. <laughs> okay, go for it. and Go talk about it. <laughs> Have you talk. watched the? Have you watched? Well, we can talk about the. Haven't seen music the in it. Haven't seen anything. Not a single thing. Everything's gonna be all be all right. Ooh, that they mix Kendrick Lamar with this one song. Oh, I actually did hear that. Yeah, that was very. That's S- cool. Slaps the girl like stabs her spear as the. Oh man, it's so good. It's you would so love good. DJing if you like uh, two I, songs mi- mashed like mix ups. <laughs> I just like mashups. I'll go on YouTube and look up like mashups just for hours that's my favorite thing in the world it's amazing did you have a good week i had a great week i had a busy week i leave i mean not like brag or anything but like i i do leave for greece you know just like hanging just kind of for whatever not for work (laughs) not for work i leave for greece in a week and so i have to i just had we just had to get ready for everything lots of finish up projects yeah yep and for me I don't think I did very didn't much. Didn't do anything. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What'd you do again? No, we got the we got a Patreon set up. We did a oh yeah, we did tons of stuff. Patreon affiliate links, reaching out to sponsors, all the business side. I feel so professional. The business side that we didn't realize comes with owning a business. Whenever we have to like input our bank information anywhere, I always feel like really like hotty totty about it. I have to pull out my business card. Yeah. And it's from a, it's black too. from a community credit union. And <laughs> <laughs> now that I've made it. Yeah. I got, I got to get you one of the, um, I don't have my wallet on me, but I got to get you one of the, um, Amex gold ones. Oh, it's wow. metal. I roll that bad. It's the real, down. the real deal. There's barely any credit on it, but we can use it. <laughs> 500 <laughs> credit limit. 500 bucks. No, it was good. Um, music world. Music world. I want to get into Mr. Healy 1975 new album, but that's going to take up probably a lot of time. So do you want to get go into other stuff before that? I mean, black Adams coming out. We talked about it a little bit. Um, I'm actually like kind of excited. Oh, now. No. <laughs> <laughs> we shit on the rock for three episodes. It looks kind of good. No, it, it, it there's like parts of it that are like, Ooh, that's cool. Like this guy jumps out of a plane and I don't know, it looks kind of fun. No? Sure. Um, if anyone wants to go We're gonna go see it. Yeah. If anyone wants to go have a viewing party of Black Adam. Both me and Zach will be there. I will not be there. No, Zach's gonna come. He's he wants to see it. And so All right, me and Jack will be there. Ninety eight's hosting. Ninety eight is hosting a viewing party. Ooh, but pay for your own ticket. ticket. <laughs> yes. We're not paying for your ticket. Um no. That's exciting. And it is cool. And Black Panther comes out November 11th, which is going to be fabulous. And it's going to be so, so good. Did you see the trailer for Mario? I know you have some oh, stuff to I say mean, about that. Chris Not Pat even worth. Sucks. I mean, he doesn't suck. Damn. Okay. Jeez. But why is he cast as Mario? He's not. I mean, you watched the trailer. No. Again. God, dude. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. I can't. I don't listen to music ever. So um, it's not. It's like. It's not good. It's actually, I'm sorry. It's shit. It's really bad. He watch the doesn't sound like Mario at all. Um, but it could be cool. I don't know. First Nintendo movie, which is kind of fun. Um, other than that, there's not really any like movie stuff. Oh, I saw bros. 
The one you wanted to see last that time. That I want to see with Billy Eichner. And it's super funny. I think we're in like a, I think we're in like a um, era of romantic comedies again. Like, you know, back in like 2012 when like. We thought the world was ending. The proposal came out and like all these like really good romantic comedies came out that are just kind of like brain candy. And you're like, oh, I don't have to think about literally every shitty thing in the world going on right now. Sweet. And that's exactly what it was. You get to go. You get to just sit break. and watch. You get a break. There's another one coming out with Julia Roberts and George Clooney. And yeah, it's then that one looks really funny too. So Sweet. Well, check them out. Um, Romantic comedy era. I love it. That's really it in movies. Like I said, nothing interesting ever happens. And then studio stuff. We got some hate this week. <laughs> we you get some hate this week. Can we talk about it? Sure. Um, it's really exciting to launch something like today's the day launched and it got a ton of like good, good, yeah, good comments, like good comments. Yeah. Engagement. We got way more followers than what our, uh, our actual studio account has. Our actual studio. No, maybe some of them want to go follow our account. Yeah. 98 (laughs) would be 98 studios. Follow us. Um, no, it did really well. And we're like, especially for its first day in like, in like 24 hours, it got 250 followers or something like that. Yeah. So did awesome. It was great. The video we did, did well. It's 10,000 views right now. 12 now. So keeps climbing. People are responding. Well, call me a Kardashian, but, um, someone got, someone got upset, upset. All I want to say is that, the, and this can go in. We just explained a whole story and none of it's going to go in. We cut a big story. We cut a big but story. But Jack's going to give some input. But the one thing that I want to say is that it is it is very cool and a very good feeling when you get hate a little bit. Like when you get hate about something that you're passionate about doing, it almost like... Don't let it deter you from don't what let you're it doing. Deter you. And I think almost let it like be like a sign that you're doing something cool. Yeah. Like... As soon as you get like a hater, or that's such a I hate that word, but I am a hater on the word hater. But <laughs> it all works. <laughs> but as soon as you get a little bit of hate, like just like take it as like a sick, like I'm doing something right because someone that's always going to probably exist. the reason they're hating is because they wanted to do it or like like they've been thinking about doing it for a really long time and now they're upset that they didn't do it and you did kind of a thing. So check out our Patreon. Check out our Coming Patreon soon for if the you, full. If you want that story. story, no, but uh, yeah. yeah. There Sorry. we go. <laughs> we got got it off our chest. Um, jumping into music, uh, 1975 released their album last night. So I, this comes out Tuesday, but we're uh, recording Friday. So I want to dive into all of that. Mm. I just for a backstory reference, real quick to set the scene. Um, I have loved 1975 yeah. forever, uh-huh. as long as I can remember. Been to every concert. Simp. Um, front <laughs> row, I've slept out on the sidewalk multiple nights to be front row in the freezing cold winter. He's hot. I get it. <laughs> I, I, uh, my wedding dance song was 1975. I proposed with a 1975 song. My, my walkout. Music at my wedding was a 1975 song. What was I've, what was tattoo your, lyrics on my leg? What was your all? What was your all's um, uh, wedding song. first dance song? Yeah, it's called "By Your Side," but it's a cover by somebody else. But they did. It's called "By Your Side." 
your guys's first dance was a cover of it though a cover by 1975 of a song called by your side oh by oh. sadie or sade it's s-a-d-e gotcha i okay. apologize for not knowing how to pronounce her name but wow it's a great song but they did a cover and yeah that was my i proposed with a song called medicine um yeah just a lot of a lot of um my life has been loving this band yeah um and they kind of lost some followers they lost you a little bit they lost on the you. last they lo- i mean they lost me a while ago they lost you a while ago they so. lost me out of high school <laughs> <laughs> so it's just an interesting conversation of um but somebody else oof i just want to talk about the yeah if you love 1975 or if you don't this will be an interesting conversation what i just want to hear i just want to hear your thoughts on, on the them al- as a band on the album on the album okay so um i mean we might have to dissolve the business after this you're gonna hate me i have a really hard time with their songs because a lot of them sound very similar and so I'll go through the album and I will get bored because I get like halfway through and I'm like, okay, this literally sounds like every single 1975 song I've ever heard. But I will say, and you were saying this earlier before we started, that the lyrics are very like deep or like just like, is if you read them, it's like a lot. I think you almost like, you should listen to the album and like read through the lyrics of each song because it. I would say that's the way. I'd say so. They reference, um, I want to dance with somebody. That's the feel that they want in all their music Mm -hmm. with the lyrics of Leonard Cohen, um, Hallelujah, which is like used as the songwriting guide of how to write a song that's deep. Hallelujah is like, yeah, it's genius. So they wanted like a mix of you feel like I want to dance with somebody. Yeah. Okay. And upbeat. But if you yeah. read the lyrics, like a song on there, what was that um, music video that they did that was like very upbeat and like happy, but the song they chose was like sad as shit. <laughs> I don't know. There's a lot. That's basically 1975. You just, you just <laughs> referenced the whole, whole band. Their but whole <laughs> discography. No, but if you, if you listen to it you, and you're just like you, like you just listen to it and you're like, Oh cool. This is a great song. But then you, look into it it's like about a lot of the government stuff going on yeah. there's like he's very, talking about mass shootings he's very and, political he's yeah. very like outspoken about the way he feels about the world Correct. yeah yeah and this is maddie healy so i don't really want to dive super deep into the actual album um i want to do like a listening party at yeah. the studio and i think that would be sweet to mm-hmm listen to the songs and then just have a conversation with the people that love it afterwards of what they liked or didn't like about it. I am fine if somebody doesn't like them, but I have heard everything from them from, they used to be like an underground, like house band, like just DJ music called talk house. And then they were big sleep and then they were drive. Like I do, which is where they started taking off was drive. Like I do. Yeah. And then they couldn't get signed by any of the major records. Mm -hmm. So they made their own, record label called dirty hit I know, I know and they're like we'll just sign ourselves and that's sick um then they became 19 the 1975 uh what year was that 2000 somewhere in the 2000s or very early 2000s and then um released their first self-titled album the after that yeah that's that first album that's their first album but 
on that album are there songs that are have that were already released yeah so a lot of those as drive like i do were already released so you can look up on youtube like the city sex robbers they all have older music videos they have super grunge really like feels to them yeah they're a completely more like uh screen like punk rock oh interesting um a lot different vibe i wonder what their i mean i have a theory behind what their reasoning was because that album, the 1975, released in 2013, which was like peak Tumblr era. Yeah, they built the aesthetic to be like, there. There was a, all over it. That is my whole theory. That is like, I'd like why I think they're popular is because their aesthetic is Tumblr. Well, they blew up as a Manchester band in U.S. But but yeah, but that's so that's the thing is that like that kind of UK grunge vibe. Of like rainy trench coat skinny dudes that like do heroin is like super Tumblr and like was super trendy back then, um, and because it was like cool to be edgy and stuff like that. So that's I personally think like they really harnessed that like I don't know they like almost harnessed social media before it was like. Like you, he you talks about it. He media. talks about it as like right when we came out, the like our first uh, big show in Manchester was um, the first time YouTube had come out. Yeah, and so oh, wow. their their whole entire um, set was filmed on YouTube on the first iPhone. Yeah, so it was like that the internet yeah. and all social media mm-hmm. was just happening. And he talks about it. he's like right time, right place on social media. Yeah and took from there um, i mean like i think they're the reason neon is so big <laughs> <laughs> they made neon awesome this triangle triangle the rectangle i'm like gonna get truly i think their their um concerts like that like would blow up on tumblr and twitter and like instagram um of the like neon rectangles and like the amazing lights and the guy who plays saxophone <laughs> it's it's a their concerts thing. are amazing and so yeah i mean they're definitely a cool band, but um, I'm definitely not as big a fan as you are. They're an awesome band, but what I wanted to get into is an interview that happened between Matty Hewley's, he's the front man, and Zane Lowe, who's basically one of the biggest guys in uh, radio. <laughs> what are so you? So he doesn't play the, he's not the one who plays the saxophone. No, Zane Lowe is a radio host. So yeah. I want to talk about the interview between those two. He's, yeah. he was, um, he's from New Zealand and he's like a DJ and radio host guy and producer. Is he the dude who did the big interview with Harry Styles when he came out with Harry Styles? I did not watch, so I'm not, not going to confirm right. nor deny, but he Zane is. Zane Lowe? Yep. Zane Lowe. He is, he was yep. BBC one. Guy. Okay. Yeah. So him, uh, he is basically, been like the first person to get 1975 like songs discount adam levine <laughs> yes <laughs> levine not his name levine he gets the exclusive content so they release their singles on bbc one live before they release it to anybody else wow they have like the exclusive interviews too from the very beginning um and he just barely switched to uh he moved to the u.s uh-huh. and is apple music Apple music now okay yeah so the first one with apple music i think was harry's house sweet so so he's but he is awesome at interviewing and he's seen maddie's career yeah from the very beginning to now and he has I guess, this because yeah, he's uk based. yeah he was has this bond 
of just like seeing everything. So it was really interesting. I want, like, if you're interested, go watch the interview. I just wanted to hit on a couple topics out of that. Um, I thought it was really interesting. Um, they go into how money is split for a second Mm -hmm. and the band is four people from a label or from the, for the band, for the band. Mm. And Maddie and George, Daniel, the drummer, that they write everything and George has produced everything as well from the very beginning. Those two write and produce every single record. So they don't have any other album credits besides the people in the band? They have a couple people that help on it, but those two are majority of every single thing and they are in wow. the room for every single thing. That's crazy. And they're credited on everything. Yeah. There's never not them, both of them on it. Wow. And then there might be a couple that are just Maddie, but yeah. And then um, there's two more people. So Ross McDonald and Adam Hahn, the yeah. guitarist and bassist. Uh-huh. Okay. And they split the money equally between the four, four. ways. Uh huh. Everything. Wow. And it's like, that's weird. Unheard of in music for the writers to not get compensated more. So, the, so it's Maddie Healy, George Daniel and Jack. Jack Antonoff is the uh, producer. Is a producer okay? That's he's, that's the credits on the. Band. He's so he's a he originally came from Fun Jack Antonoff. Just a quick side note on his credits. Yeah. Um, and then he moved to a his own band called Bleachers, and then he blew up for being a producer for like he just did Taylor Swift's last album. He yeah wow wrote a bunch of Lord stuff. He did a bunch of Adele stuff. He's uh, he did a bunch of John Bellion's yeah, last on, record. On, I mean, some of them are are just them healy and daniel yeah that's cool damn that's impressive yeah it's awesome that's a lot of writing yeah but it's split four ways and in the interview he goes uh if you're doing it for the money if you're making art for money you're not making art yeah or you're doing it for the wrong reason totally and it was just like so in the interview they say that now he gets compensated a little bit more for this record. This is the first time ever that he's making a Taking little bit them. more. And they decided oh, they came weird. to him and said, Hey, we want you to take more of this more. Well, I mean, I, I, I would almost f- feel bad taking like a, a fair, I mean, not saying that they don't do as much, but like, but here's where it's different <laughs> is that they started the band when they were 13 years old. And it's been the same four band members. For that amount of time. So tell me, tell me a cool story that happened to you when you were twelve, or a hard time. Actually, tell me a hard time that happened to you. A hard story when I happened when I was twelve. Um, hard story when I happened happened to me when I was twelve. I don't want to hear it because it's going to take you too long to remember. And the point is that you don't really remember really big situations. Yeah, as twelve, it's just you're not a person. Yeah, don't have anything. They started when they were 13, and so he's gone through every life experience with them literally in the same room. It's weird. And it's always been the four, and they're best friends. They do everything. He's like, it works because we're best friends. Yeah. And it's okay because we... Damn, that's probably a really cool feeling to to know that you started a very successful band with your best friends. Yeah, and that's what it is. And they are... It's just really cool to see that um, it's not about the money and they're one of the most profitable bands in the world, the most successful. Like they're the biggest band I can think of in that 
genre, which they yeah. talk about. They're not really in a genre, but I want to talk about that on the topic of, sorry, I know there's more questions, but I just wanted to say, um, it is important that like to like, like what you said about like, if you're doing art for no money, um, sorry, what did you say? You said, if you're doing art for money, then if you're doing art for no money, then you're not like producing art kind yeah. of thing. It's um, not authentic. It's not as authentic. Do you think that is easier to say as someone who most likely makes millions off of music? It has to be easier and play a part in saying that. Yeah. But that's, I mean, I, I, it's true, but that's why they, he was saying it to say that's why they never broke up or won't break up or they don't fight. Like they're not doing they don't it care about for the money. motive of money. They're yeah. doing it for this is our art and yeah. this is really all we know. Yeah. This is all we know. Yeah. And so we just, and make, I guess they we probably, they would probably still do it if tomorrow they, they like lost all their fame. Yeah. They, that's, and didn't make it. Enough. I have a hard time thinking of what they'll do when they can't do it anymore. Yeah. An identity crisis. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Like, when do you think they'll stop making music ever? They said they were going to stop and then they released this album. Yeah. They said it was, it was always planned to be a decade. The 1975 was supposed to be a decade and they had it planned out the seasons and years and the aesthetic and changing and moving. It was always, if you followed it intensely, then you would know what the next record would be. And you know, like what the feel is and how it matures. And then at the end of the decade, it was done. And they're like, well, I don't know what we do now. And that was the last album. The, the, um, is that, is that correct? Yeah, that was the last album, and then a they, brief inquiry. Yeah, and okay. then they came out with. Oh wow, that was 2018. Mm-hmm. Oh damn! Sorry, maybe notes on a conditional is before uh, after that. 13 to the to 2020. There you go. So about a decade, yeah. And then he, there was rumors of him like going back and doing drive like I do stuff and finishing unreleased stuff with that. Yeah. And then they released this and apparently this is old because it happened during the pandemic and they already have another oh. album that's almost done and not that was done in like, the interview. That's just, if you look up interviews, talk about other it. interviews, he brought it up in a different Zane Lowe st- uh, interview during pandemic. Damn. But um, yeah, that was just an interesting question that I wanted to go over. Were there with. more, were there more things in the interview that were interesting? Yeah, there was a couple of things that I want to get into, but um, a really cool thing was uh, how did you stay relevant? Yeah. And he goes into, like, you think of bands and they're not a normal band because normally you'd be like, oh, they were a sweet 80s band or mm. early mm-hmm. 2000s, that band was awesome and that's what they did. Or in 1970s, that was that era of that band. And they've yeah. been able to go for... 20 years, but for 10 years is the 1975 mm-hmm. as just a band that exists always relevant. Always relevant. Yeah. And he's like, how have you managed to do that? And he's always moving point. and maturing and doing different things. And there's, I know you said that you, the songs <laughs> sound the same. They have like the last song on the record of this one is a actual country song with like a fiddle yeah. in it. And, that is, he does country stuff like roadkill is a little bit country and there's other country stuff that is brought in and like still guitar stuff. But really you think of 
sex and then you think of that song yeah or i guess even like and, robbers like you think of that and then their new shit like it like robbers is not even like kind of like anything that is on there and even like and girls like the last three albums like i don't think i've heard anything like somebody else but then they that. have people and maybe that which is maybe screamo. that's that could be why yeah <laughs> maybe that's why i don't like them as much anymore because those first two albums spoke so much to my own music taste. Yeah. Like, like most, most, if not all the songs on those albums, I could listen to all the time. Like, I love those songs. And then that, the song right after that came out, uh, what was the song? What was the album that was right after? I like when, when you sleep a brief inquiry. Mm-hmm. And, and I was like, mm, I don't like any of this. And it was probably yeah. because from, from freaking 2013 or 2016 when I was still in high school to 2018 when I left high school and was like out of high school for about two years at that point or a year and a half. And my music tasted like completely changed and it changed probably away from the 1975. Yeah. And so I think that's probably why I don't like them as much anymore, but I can definitely see why they're like still relevant. Yeah. To me, so do you think they grew with your music taste? Yeah, and they I'll always just love them just from being able to hear a song and take me back to a specific place and mm. how much they helped me and like being just completely obsessed with yeah. the band and yeah. everything like everything I write and produce is somehow influenced by that band. Yeah. And I know it's like a 14 year old girl, like I love them and it's Tumblr and it's cool, yeah. but there's so much more meaning behind it. Yeah. If you really dive into it and he's always had a weird way of his lyrics are genius. And if you hear him speak, he is like very, smart. I've very, watched it and very he's, seems, I haven't watched, I, I want to all now I want to watch the new one with that Zane low guy, but um, yeah, I've watched interviews with him before and he seems like a very cool he thinks like, about his answers and he's a yeah, very well thoughtful thought through guy, but he's always had a weird way of um, saying really deep lyrics that you have to figure out mm-hmm. what, what he's maybe meaning. And for this record, it was a really funny part of the interview where he was trying to like, he has a song called, I always want to die sometimes in parentheses. Yeah. And he always does like weird twists like that. He was still trying to do that. He's yeah. Like, tell me that you love me tell I know, i'm in love with you i'm in love with you i'm not in love with you yeah I'm, tell me you love me that's all i need to hear it like he was not doing that and then the guitarist adam was like just say it <laughs> just say what you mean yeah and just this is the first record where he came out and just said what he meant what he meant yeah straightforward yeah and like a lot of that. A it's lot funny. Of that I might record. need to listen to it again because like I, I was listening to all this working. So I was like half paying attention and I feel like I should probably like read the lyrics and like go through it again. When it says, Oh, Caroline, I'm in love with you. Is that like on purpose? Yeah. And I'm in love with you says I'm in love with you 50 times or more. Yeah. And he's doesn't really talk about love ever ever like just saying i love you or all i need is you to say i love you love me 
is, is he very married? no he is not for all he i know is, he's single he's single for all you know yeah he keeps his like private life pretty, pretty private. private yeah um that's another thing i never see anything about them yeah like maybe it's just because i'm not paying attention well the two the guitarists and bassists don't even speak in interviews like they don't even do very minimal stuff that you can even find on them speaking and then so weird like george is i mean it's cool george is very 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 smart like maddie too and he'll do interviews but his voice is so low and you can't understand anything he's saying (laughs) really (laughs) there's podcasts with him like (laughs) check out i'm like i dude i can't even understand yeah sorry that's a lot about the band but i wanted to bring it up in the podcast i know we're talking about the music i mean i think the, the band is interesting like i think i think their relationship with each other and like maddie healy as a as a person is to me like more way more interesting to their music because although i might not like absolutely love their music i can respect them as probably one of the greatest songwriters of like our generation for sure i wouldn't i wouldn't argue with that sentiment because i don't i don't think i don't know who else it would be um i yeah i just want to bring up those topics that it's really cool of just like focusing on um not the money i know we keep saying that over and over and over but yeah those relationships that you build in an industry of creating something that hopefully is meaningful to other people mm-hmm. is comes across authentic if you really yeah. love it. And I mean, I think that's why anybody in like this field wants to do anything. They just want to make something that makes someone feel something like that's yeah. the whole reason I love movies is because I like when I watch a movie that I love, it like makes me feel an emotion that maybe I can't like totally comprehend it. Like, I don't know how to say that emotion, but like, I know that it's an emotion that like I like 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 having and like like being able to ex- experience and um probably same goes with music. It's like these songs make you feel something that's like that is like unfathomable kind of a thing. Yeah, and the same thing way to the beginning of this podcast that it's a break from yeah. everything else. This record is weird because it's 11 songs and they normally have like 20 yeah. or more plus songs. And so it's a really short record for them, but all their records are made. You don't really see a true record anymore. You see single, 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 yeah. single, maybe EP that comes out and their music is made to be listened to throughout. So if you do go listen to the the album, listen from the very first song and listen all the way through. Yeah. That's how it was meant to be. And it is an experience for 45 minutes of maybe you like it, maybe you don't. But for 45 minutes, you don't need to be thinking about, about the other stuff. If you don't want to. But if you read along with the lyrics, you are going to realize yeah. he is talking about all of the stuff that is going on. Because you can listen right to the album now. and, I mean, like I was doing work and like be like, damn, this is really catchy. I'm like, I'm having a good time. I'm like, yeah. Or chilling, or, or dive deeper, but it's cool to yeah. make something. That's another thing is they didn't do it and just made catchy songs. Yeah. They did it with an importance and a meaning behind it that was truthful and authentic. Yeah. And I think that that's definitely something for me and you that we're trying to create. Of we're not going to just put out stuff. Yeah, I also think that's something just that, like, to put lacks out a lot in like especially the music industry. A lot of the music right now is shit, 
and like hope that have, it picks up and blows up blows because of talk and like it's cool when someone makes a song that doesn't that that they don't care about that because obviously they don't like they don't care about that but yeah yeah i thought and then just the relationships that you build in an environment like this i already said this but that it's just so they're a lot deeper deep rooted yeah especially because they go through like i mean just like in business and like in like creating something together i mean i can't imagine the kind of conversations they had to have about like because were they friends before the band or no i believe so yeah they went to school they went to school together so they were like lifelong friends um like the conversations they would have had to have about like like just decisions on the band like what that would have looked like and like like whenever there was like trouble in like outside of the band life like Mm -hmm. in just like social life and like just being a person like what that was like, especially probably like his drug addiction, like all that stuff. Like just go listen to this music. Go listen. Every <laughs> single song is talking about it. Like their relationship with each other. The, re- the relationship with their selves. So it's hard because you're only getting one side. You're getting Maddie's story of how he felt. Yeah. But yeah. It's all talked about every, everything they were going through. And that's just what, that's why when you were in high school, you felt like you resonated with their music. And then as you got older, you fell away from it. Mm-hmm. They also matured and they also got older, got and, older. and their music changed. Yeah. The emo music. Yeah. Started, because 10 years ago they made music that made sense to them when they were 20. Yeah. And they were they're like, not in their twenties, in their like thirties. They're, they're in their thirties now, but like more importantly, like when they were 20, they probably did have feelings of like, grunge and like depression and like and so when i was like depressed and like just anxiety riddled and like just going through it in high school um like everybody was um their music resonated with me a lot more because they were probably but if they would have stayed if they would have stayed like that then you would maybe still listen to their music and you'd be like remember these guys that make this music that i liked when i was in high school Mm -hmm. it doesn't it doesn't yeah. stay relevant. 100%. And so yeah. it is really important as like any industry you are in it, like, or anything you do in this industry yeah. to, um, to stay relevant, like, like let moving your, let forward your and growing, with you growing. Kind of thing. There's a, there's something to be said on focusing on what you're doing and make sure that you focus in on that. Mm-hmm. But that doesn't mean only do that and not progress. Yeah in that as much as you can yeah 100 percent. yeah it was a great it was a great record and go watch that interview it's it's awesome it's always cool to cool to dive deeper into some of these bands and see yeah what they're doing not just on a surface level and get that take from you as just like a viewer that yeah. just listen to it while you're working and mm-hmm. what i did and i'm sure there's stuff yeah how did you listen to it did you just like did you listen to it when it came out last night yeah, I listened to it the second it dropped um, with Sab, and then I read every lyric to it, and then I um, listened to it seven times today. So Damn. to try and like you, but you keep seeing little things that you didn't see before, and yeah, it's art. Art is I mean, cool. I, like every that. time we have these kind of conversations, it just is like how similar um, the two art forms of movies and like music are, because literally, like. I th- they're so similar like it's and obviously like music plays a very important role in movies and vice versa with music videos and stuff like that but um 
yeah, it's always crazy when whenever you talk about music, I like literally feel the exact same way about movies. So it's it's a very similar world, and I'm sure people can relate to whatever they're doing. That's just a little bit in the creative world. It's yeah. cool that um, the songs will eventually like you'll listen to it when something is happening, and that will always take you back to like that those moment. songs will always oh. take you back to high school. Yeah, and whether you like that or not, I mean music music in general just does that, and that's freaking crazy it's it's very cool so send in send in some of your favorite favorite, favorite songs, songs yeah. and we can we can talk about it for or 45 minutes because <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're the reviewers now um gear I, there was a couple gear things but i know we didn't really you get got your into, record oh my record did come um it came in a million pieces <laughs> Legit, they're like, it's for kids, so we want it to be friendly for everyone. Easy and cool. <laughs> it came in oh, with like literally the gears, and you legit build the machine. Like it's it's in over a thousand pieces. <laughs> so me and my dad will be building it, and then no, it's not. It's so bad. So we will be building it, and then you got I'll, a keyboard. I'll show. Oh yeah, and I got a keyboard it for so sick. Not like a not like a piano keyboard, like a. It's I'm called, sorry. Why did I see? Why does I say keyboard? Why does I say keyboard? Uh, did I say keyboard? Yeah, that's what it's called. A keyboard. No, your mouse and keyboard. Yes, it is. Am I having a stroke? Is it a Jack, keyboard? Jack is tripping out right now. It's a, the thing that controls your computer is called a keyboard. Yes, and I got a new one. Oh, yeah. Okay, we need to end up. <laughs> goes into full panic. <laughs> Jack is having a crisis. Um, yeah, it's called Keyboard. it's yeah. called uh, newfee.com. Check them out. Yeah. Um, we'll show a picture right here. But, yeah, there you go. Uh, yeah, got a new keyboard. It's so sick. It's so cool. It like changes colors. It's backlit. Yes, I'm trying to get some more stuff. This is actually interesting. If anyone has like aesthetic pieces that go on desks that look good, mm. I am trying to build like a Dude, desk. You need to that check is. out. Um, have you ever heard of Groove Made? Mm-mm. They do like really fancy like wool desk mats, and like that's why I gave you mine because yeah. I'm getting a nice one. <laughs> Jack gave me his crap <laughs> leftovers, and I don't want leftovers anymore. I yeah, want go get the so I want Groove, the real deal. I mean, we're not sponsored, but we should be. They should send us free stuff. Um, uh they have the coolest things. They have like a really cool pencil or like, sorry, pen holder that like is made out of metal on the outside and it's filled with a walnut and it like perfectly holds this pencil. There's a really cool notepad that's like connected on the top by brass. So it's like a brass. It's so sick and everything's like a hundred dollars, but it's really cool. I'll get it. Get it all. And then more gear. Um, this company called boundary that's Utah based just released a new backpack called the errant pro and i have you know my black backpack yeah. i have the errant and they just released an errant pro i'll show a picture right here and it's so sick and i'm kind of plugging it because i want a free one <laughs> and i know the guy that works there and they should give me a free one <laughs> we just want for gear but no it's a sweet backpack and jack has a video of it i do have a video of it, yeah on his instagram if you want to see it but or of the one that's not of the, the old one yeah the, the other one. one yeah Sweet. We'll dive into more of that stuff next week. But yeah, thank we went you over for time, but thank, thank you. you for joining us and we will see you next week. Peace.